What is going on, you guys? I am back with another podcast. Sorry I haven't been posting a lot lately. I've just been busy with school stuff and after-school stuff and after-after-school stuff. And I've just not had a lot of time to really sit down and watch a movie and take my notes and whatever. But I had some time over our weekend, so I'm back with another episode. And before I really get into it, uh, we just hit 50 listeners, which is not huge, but kind of a big deal because... That's 50 people that listen to my podcast. Yay. Thank you, guys. But, yep, now we are talking about the Percy Jackson movie, The Lightning Thief. I hope you enjoy. All right, to start things off, so it is a PG 2010 movie. It is a 49% on the tomato meteor, which is Rotten Tomatoes, if you don't know. Um, I don't really know where that stands and if that's good or bad, but I feel like it's... I don't know, it's almost right in the middle, so that's pretty good. But I read the book, so I have kind of a lot of beef with this movie. And because I read the book first, and then I discovered years after that there was a movie. So I watched the movie, and it sucked. But I get way more into this at the very end. But yeah, I have prior knowledge, so if I'm like totally against the movie, that is just because, yeah, I read the book first. But it starts off, there's like a thunderstorm and stuff, but then all of a sudden, like, as if somebody turned off the lights, there is just no lightning. Like, the lightning just cuts off mid-lightning strike or whatever. And that is kind of a big deal because storms don't really just stop like that. Um, But then the next thing that happens is this guy, Poseidon, um, walks to this Empire State Building, which you guys hopefully know what that is. And he goes to the top and he meets Zeus and their siblings, if you know Greek mythology stuff, this all makes a lot of sense. But they go to the top and Zeus is like, Poseidon, somebody stole my lightning bolt and I think it was your kid. And they both like threaten each other like siblings do. And if his lightning bolt, which makes all the lightning in the storms and stuff, not isn't returned by the summer solstice. Um, there's going to be war between people and lots of most humans are going to die and then we go to like Percy and he is sitting at the bottom of a pool and he well there's like the opening credits and stuff and like the longest opening credits scene ever like jeez like it was super unnecessary it was super long but whatever and so he swims up to the top, and his friend Grover is sitting there, and it's kind of important, but he has crutches, which I'll get to more in a minute. And he swims to the top, and Grover's like, dude, that was ridiculous. You were under there for seven minutes. And, yep, they eventually go to school and stuff, and we find out that Percy has ADHD and dyslexia, which also factors in later. Um, after school, Percy goes home and stuff, and he has a stepdad named Gabe, and Gabe is just, Gabe just sucks, he is kind of abusive, but he doesn't like hit them, he's just like, he smells, he's gross, he doesn't have a job, he needs everybody to do everything else for him, he sleeps till noon, he's just gross, and he's, we all know, kind of that guy, but yeah, Gabe is that guy, and Percy asks his mom, like, hey, why do you even stay with Gabe, he smells, he, all that stuff I just said. And she pretty much says that you'll understand later in life and whatever, but he just kind of blows her off and thinks that's stupid. Um, so 
In the next scene, he goes on this field trip with his class and they go to a museum and his teacher, Mr. Bruner, who is in a wheelchair, is talking about big three gods, which are Poseidon, Hades, and Zeus, and they're all brothers. And when they were, I don't want to say kids because in the Greek world, gods are immortal and stuff, but they killed their father because he was, he ate them. And sorry, this just sounds ridiculous, but yeah, their dad Kronos ate them because there was a prophecy that said one of them would become king of the gods. So he ate them, except for Zeus, who didn't get eaten and makes Kronos throw them up. It's a really long story. You can look it up. There's way more info online. But he pukes up the other three, and then they cut Kronos into a billion pieces, and they throw him into Tartarus, which is like the deepest, darkest part of the underworld. And so I like to tell this joke. Uh, what did it say on Kronos' tombstone? R.I.P. Rest in pieces. So yeah, that's my joke for the day. Um, so that kind of comes into a factor. And the next thing that Mr. Brunner is talking about, he says that the gods would kind of come down to Earth and stuff, and they would hook up with mortals, and then they would have demigods, because that's how that works. And Mr. Brunner asks Percy a question, and Percy is like looking around because he doesn't know the answer and he just sees this sign in this museum and it's written in ancient greek and he realized oh that's the answer and he can read it and it says the answer to the question which was perseus and so yeah he can read ancient greek which is what his adhd is that's why he has it because his mind doesn't like to read english and wants to read ancient greek stuff but right after that happens their substitute teacher miss dodds comes over and is like percy come here we got to talk about something and he's like okay so they go off into like a side room miss dodds turns into this thing called the fury um you could probably look it up but essentially like imagine a person that's like super leathery bald and they have like six wings or something it's super weird it totally makes sense if you've like seen the movie and stuff obviously but you could just like look up a picture look up uh fury from percy jackson and then Hopefully it'll pop up, but they're creepy looking. And she starts attacking Percy and is like, where's the lightning bolt? And he has absolutely no idea what is going on. And so he kind of starts freaking out. But then Mr. Brunner runs in and starts yelling like, hey, get out or I'll pretty much beat you up or whatever. And so she leaves because when people yell, people leave. And eventually Mr. Brunner and Grover also came in with him. They go over and they start talking and they realize that they have to bring Percy to camp, which we don't know what that means yet. And then Mr. Brunner gives Percy this pen and says it's a powerful weapon, but it's a pen. And so Grover and Percy go to Percy's house, get his mom, and they leave. They just book it out of there. They sprint down the doors, down the doors, what? Down the hallways of their apartment building and they just get out. And they start driving to camp, which we're still really confused what that is. And while they're driving, Mom explains to Percy why Percy's dad had to leave. Because Gabe is not his dad. And apparently there was like a law, and he just couldn't stay. It wasn't his choice to leave, but he just had to go. And he really didn't want to, but he was forced to. 
but as they're talking, a cow just goes over and it like was thrown and it makes the car flip. And they all are like freaking out a little bit and they're in the car and it's flipped over and there's glass everywhere. And they're in there and Grover starts taking his pants off and underneath his pants he has goat legs. And that's the reason that he has crutches so it looks like his goat-legged walk looks like he has a problem with his legs which is why he needs crutches so that's kind of important and so Grover kicks out the windows in the car and they all get out and they start running into the woods and this giant it's called the Minotaur so most people will probably know what that is and but it, if you don't it's a pretty much the body of a dude and he's huge like this is mm, 10 footer and he has the head of a bull and the way they portray it in the movie is that he's all hairy and stuff so he's super freaky looking and he has these huge horns shooting out of his head and they run into the woods and they're getting chased by the minotaur and eventually they get to these like arches that say camp half-blood on them and grover and percy just run in just fine but percy's mom can't go through because she's just a regular old mortal person and the minotaur catches up grabs percy's mom and she like turns into dust so it looks like she dies and Percy gets all mad and stuff so he uncaps his pen which then turns into an awesome looking sword but in the book sorry in the book he uncaps his pen in the movie he just presses the button so whatever you want to go with just whatever and he starts kind of stabbing the bull but the bull charges and Percy dives out of the way, and in doing so, he drops his sword. But the bull stabbed his horns into a tree, and he pulls out really hard. So part of the horn is still in the tree, and Percy's sword is really far away. He's not going to be able to get it in time. So Percy runs over, grabs the horn, and as the bull charges at him next, he stabs him, and then the bull dies. And right after that, Percy just passes out. Um, the next thing that happens is Percy wakes up, and Grover's right there, and they give him a tour of this camp. Camp Half-Blood, and we find out, yes, all the Greek gods and the stories are real, and we find out that his dyslexia is his mind wants ancient Greek, and ADHD is his battle reflexes, because people are just born, for some reason, being able to read ancient Greek, and we meet Mr. Bruner again there, and he d is not in a wheelchair this time, he is a centaur, which is from the waist down, you're a horse, and the waist up, you're a dude. And so he's also really tall, and he's really cool. And Chiron, which is Mr. Bruner's name, is his real name, and he went by Mr. Bruner to like hide in the mortal world and stuff. And he tells Percy that the reason that Percy's mom married Gabe is because Gabe smelled and that would mask the scent of him being like a demigod and stuff which monsters will flock to and try to kill and eat and whatever um so percy gets all sentimental like oh she did that for me yeah that's boring so mr brunner also tells percy that they think that well he doesn't but everybody else thinks that he stole zeus's lightning bolt and he has to get the lightning bolt back to Zeus by the summer solstice and if it's not returned then everybody and everything is going to die and Percy has to do it because they think that he stole it so if somebody else brings it they're still gonna punish Percy and so Chiron's plan is to 
to talk to Zeus and explain that it wasn't Percy because Zeus will hopefully see reason and stuff. But they don't really get to finish this conversation and Chiron starts this game of Capture the Flag, which at Camp Half-Blood people get decked out in full armor and swords and they're just attacking each other and stuff. Nobody dies or anything, but like you will get slashed across the face and stuff. And Percy gets added to the blue team and this guy named Luke really teaches him all the ropes and is super nice to him and he's just a great guy. And once Capture the Flag starts, all the teams just start attacking each other, trying to find the other team's flag. And Percy takes Luke, sorry, Luke takes Percy, and they try to go find their flag, but they get ambushed partway through. And I think it's like four guys, and Percy manages to knock out one of them, and Luke holds off the others and tells him to go and find the flag. So Percy just takes off. So as he's running, he finally makes his way to this little stream. And he just stops for a minute to catch his breath and stuff. And he looks up and he can't believe it. There is the red team's flag right there just waiting to be grabbed. So he runs over and he's about to grab it when this girl, Annabeth, jumps down from the trees or something. And they start fighting and Annabeth just absolutely destroys him. And his name is John C. <laughs> It's cut up all over and he's just on the ground and he's like almost knocked out he's right there man and the red team's all celebrating and stuff but percy then walks over to the river crawls over to the river and as soon as he puts his hand in the river he starts to heal and he feels really great after like two seconds gets up and he just demolishes the red team like he knocks out quite a few guys and just they clear a path for him and they let him grab the flag and he wins it for the blue team and after that the camp just parties and stuff and Percy talks with Annabeth and Annabeth is pretty nice to him and stuff so they kind of hang out and all of a sudden Hades just pop he's right there and he wants the bolt we don't really know why but he wants Zeus's lightning bolt and because he thinks Percy has the bolt he will exchange Percy's mother because she's not dead, she's in the underworld with him. We'll exchange the mom for the bolt. But Percy is supposed to go with Chiron's plan. But that night, Percy sneaks out with Annabeth and Grover, and they go to Luke's cabin. And Luke explains that there are these pearls that Persephone, if you know Greek mythology, this all makes sense. But essentially, Persephone lives in the underworld for part of the year, and it's really boring down there, so. She has visitors come down, and getting into the underworld is really easy, but getting out is the problem. So she hides these pearls all over. And once you have a pearl, you and you're in the underworld, you drop it, and then you stomp on it, and you crush it. And you just think about wherever you want to go, and it'll bring you out of the underworld and to that spot. So they need to get three pearls so all of them can get out of the underworld. And Luke also gives them a shield and these shoes that have wings on the bottom, which remind me of, I just saw the new Wakanda movie last night. Um, it was really weird, but good. If you want me to talk about it, um, I should have a poll at the bottom of this episode and you can just tell me if you want to hear about it or if you don't, either way is fine. But spoiler alert, it doesn't really matter for the movie though, but somebody has something just like that in the movie 
and I just thought that was a really funny connection. And Luke also gives them a map to where all the pearls are and the entrance to the underworld. So Percy, Annabeth, and Grover take a bus to Auntie M's garden emporium. And we find out pretty quick that Auntie M is actually Medusa. And there's a whole fighting thing and Grover and Annabeth manage to hit Auntie M with a truck. And she gets knocked out and so they grab the pearl which was on Medusa's sleeve and they get out of there. And they also grab Medusa's head because you have to know this. If you don't, then I don't know what you've been doing with your life. But Medusa's head turns people to stone. So if you see her face, you turn to stone. And the reason they were able to beat Medusa was because they looked in a reflection. So they take her head because, you know, turning stuff to stone is really nice every once in a while, man. Um, and they look at the map, and the next place that they have to go is Nashville, the Parthenon there. And they go into there, and they find it immediately. It's at the top of the Athena statue, which is Annabeth's mom, actually, the goddess of wisdom and the goddess of war. So they decide that there's too many people in there to just go and get it. So they go into the bathrooms and they hide until the place closes and they go out and they put on the flying shoes and they go up and they manage to get the pearl. But when they land and stuff, there's this cleaning crew there and they do some creepy talking in unison and they essentially all melt together and form a hydra, which is kind of think of a dragon, but with lots of heads. And so Percy does the logical thing and starts slicing a hydra's head off. But if you're logical, you know that a hydra's head regrows after it's cut off. But instead of just regrowing one, it regrows two in its place. So Percy cut off all four heads. And then eight more pop up. So they're really in trouble. But Grover uses Medusa's head and freezes the hydra to stone. Um... They leave, and they look at the map, and the final pearl is in Las Vegas. And so they go to the Locust Casino in Las Vegas, and they eat these flowers that are there. And no, they're not real flowers, okay? They're not crazy, probably. And they're like these little, I don't know what they are, but it's like food flowers. It's not really cake. It's kind of like, I imagine like that hard frosting that's sometimes on like cakes that you get at the bakery and stuff. Um, but they're so good and they just keep eating them and they don't want to leave, which is what the flowers do. They make you think that you're having so much unbelievable fun that you never want to leave. But eventually Percy decides not to eat the flower and he talks to this guy who's playing pinball and that guy thinks that it's 19, sorry, I'm looking through my notes. Um, well, he thinks that it's like 1957 or something like that. And Percy kind of freaks out and gets Annabeth and Grover. And, sorry, Grover, not Grover. Um, and they find the pearl. And there's a whole fight scene with the security people there. And they get out of there. And it turns out that they were in there for five days. Because they thought that they were having so much fun. And the flowers mess with your sense of time like that. And in Greek mythology, I didn't know this until I read, or actually this isn't, I don't think this is in the book, 
but in Greek mythology there were these locust eaters or whatever is what they're called and they'll lure their prey in and then I don't know the whole story but I'm assuming they eat them after a little bit but so the people running that place and the security guards were the locust people so they didn't ever want them to leave um, after that they find the entrance to the underworld which is actually the Hollywood side which I thought was pretty funny and so they go in and they get to Hades castle and Hades shows Percy his mom and they hug and stuff and Percy explains that he doesn't have the lightning bolt but when he hugs his mom he threw Luke's shield like to the side and whatever and the shield part kind of cracks a little bit and inside if you watch the movie it makes sense it's not in the actual shield it's a kind of this thing that you're holding but inside it is the lightning bolt so Luke is the lightning thief and We'll talk more about that in a second, actually. But Hades takes the bolt and decides that he's going to kill them all anyway. But Persephone, if you remember her, she hates Hades and she hates the underworld and stuff. And Hades wants war between the gods, so he's just going to keep the lightning bolt. Um, but Persephone doesn't want war with the gods because then for the other part of the year, she still has a nice place to go versus just like a war-torn earth and stuff. So she steals the bolt from him, zaps him, so he's knocked out. And she lets the group go, except that there's only three pearls, and there's four of them, including Percy's mom. So they decide that Grover is going to stay behind. Or Grover dominates himself, I shouldn't say that they decide that. But Grover stays behind, and they all stomp on the pearls, and they go to the Empire State Building, which is actually the entrance to Olympus. Um, and they get to the top and Red is about to go into Olympus and show the gods that they have the lightning bolt and that he didn't steal it and stuff. Luke shows up and Luke wants a war between the gods because then the demigods can rule the world and remake it in their image and stuff. Because the gods do kind of suck because they never see their kids. They like never even talk to them. They don't even know their parents or anything. So Luke really hates the gods, and the, he has a good reason. But the gods are better than what Luke would do, just because he's a kid also. But yeah, Luke just would kind of take over the world and be like the evil supervillain and stuff. Um, so Luke and Percy fight, and eventually Percy gets the lightning bolt back, and he throws Luke using some water stuff because he's the son of Poseidon. He can like manipulate water and so he throws Luke way way away so he's not coming back for a long time and they go into Olympus and they give the lightning bolt to the gods and Percy talks with his dad and the dad's really sorry that he hasn't seen Percy but Percy is still pretty mad that his dad never even came to visit or anything so after that Percy meets up with his mom and this is obviously like a month or two later and she takes him back to Camp Half-Blood, where he hangs out with Annabeth and Grover, and everything is good. Alright, so that's the end of the movie, so here's the review part. Um, the movie itself, by itself, without having any prior knowledge at all of Greek mythology, is pretty good, right? It's not bad. But if you've read the book, and you know what it's based off of, it really does suck quite a bit. Um, the acting... 
Alright, so there are three kinds of actors. There are Broadway actors, there are movie actors, and there are Disney Channel actors, okay? They're all very different. But I would say that their acting here is just a little bit above Disney Channel acting, so it's pretty cheesy, but not so cheesy that you can't handle watching it. Um, so yeah, the acting was okay, I guess. Um, the book is way, way, way better. It, there's, I don't, I haven't read it in forever, but the book is a lot better. They have a lot of different stuff. Percy fights Ares, who is the god of war, and he's the actual lightning thief and stuff. So, there's just a lot more to it. Um, but if you haven't read the book, like I said, the movie is actually not bad. Um, it definitely looks good. Like, there was a lot put into the CGI and the sets and the place and all the stuff that happens. It's just everything like looks good. It's really good. But the movie itself is just a different story. And you can't really compare it to the book, I guess. But I am because I can and I want to. <laughs> but, yeah. If you have read the book, don't watch the movie. It's garbage. But if you haven't read the book, go ahead. I do want to hear if you liked it or not because you haven't read the book. So, uh, yeah, if you find a way, let me know, man. Um, but overall, I'd say it's like two stars just because I've read the book. But if I haven't read the book, I'd probably give it like three. It's not the greatest movie, but it's still pretty good. There's also going to be a TV show of it in a couple years, I think. And if you know actors and stuff, Walker, I think his name's Walker Scoble, is in it. And he is the kid in the Atom Project. So he'll do a really good job. But I wanted to be Percy Jackson. And they didn't call me or anything, so whatever. But it will hopefully still be good. So make sure you guys watch that. And I am not sponsored at all. Zero sponsors. Please sponsor me. I want money. So yeah, that is Percy Jackson and the Olympians, The Lightning Thief. If you did enjoy it, um, make sure to share this. That really does help a lot. I really hope that you guys enjoyed this. And with that, I'll see you guys next time. Bye.